0: great to be here for our final episode of our synoptic series and today we're going to be doing something special to wrap things up we've got dean here who's going to be bringing his thoughts some of his ideas around the synoptic series some of the things we've been touching on um, we actually put it out to you listeners to uh, bring forward some questions and we got one or two through as we continue to engage with our with our listeners we like the listeners here and uh, we've got some questions to think about as we've we've come come out of the synoptic series and dean's going to share some thoughts i might have something or other to add um, but to, to get us started we been spending a lot of time in the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And uh, John's been a little on the back burner, and one of our questions is going to take us there a little bit later. Uh, But as a starting point, Dean, what what do you love about the Gospels, and and do you have a favorite Gospel author or moment in the Gospels that really resonates for you? Boy, favorite
1: moment. I mean, I feel like there are uh, so many. If I was to go, you know, I think there's things that I like about each of the different Gospels. Like, I mean, looking at even the the Synoptic Gospels and, and those three, and obviously through the series, I'm sure you've looked at all the different commonalities and differences. Um, I think I have my favorite things about each. Like I love Mark for that just like short, sharp, you feel like you're just punching along from one thing to the next. And so I love, you know, to read Mark in that way, or if I want to read through a gospel in a shorter kind of setting, um, you know, just kind of grabbing Mark and just reading through the life of Jesus, there's something about that punchiness to it. Um, I love Luke. I don't know why, but I feel like his personality bleeds into it a bit. So sometimes I feel like when reading Luke, you really get this, um, I don't know, his detail, you know, and just that kind of, hey, you know, I want to write this orderly detailed account for you, Theophilus. And so I love that about Luke, um, as well as I think then there are those moments where like, I think in Luke, his account of uh, the birth of Christ that you've got some of those really you know you're just classic lines when you think of Christmas and the birth of Christ and I love Matthew for that same reason the different aspects of his account of the birth of Christ Um, so I don't know I think there's just different pieces that I love about what each of them bring and, and those the different ways they bring it, around, bring it along bring
0: yeah, that's great. And, and in fact, earlier in this series, we touched in specific and those two kind of Christmas accounts between yeah. Matthew and Luke and a lot of great striking images there and what they choose to focus on. You know, I was a kid on Christmas Eve. My grandma,
1: while she was alive, would always, when we were little, every Christmas Eve, just read the Christmas story, or my grandfather while he was alive um, at like kind of the Christmas Eve family, you know, gathering. And I just remember like, I don't know, at whatever point, uh, having this transition, like oh, you've brought different pieces together. Because it's like, you know, your kid getting used to the Bible and going like, where's that? Where? Where is it? It's not all there. Like, And so it is funny how as you grow in your reading of the scriptures, whether it's when you started young or whether you're starting new at an older age, like how they start to come together and you realize like, oh yeah, there's these different pieces that all complement. I think it's something really cool about the synoptics.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and so uh, given I guess the emphasis of our series here, we spent really all of our time on Matthew, Mark, and Luke being our synoptics. Um, but one of the questions that we've been asked to, to shed some light on is how the Gospel of John is different, um, and, and what we see, and why why there isn't that same shared level of content, passages, stories, and there's quite a different, I guess, flair and feel, and and uh, and really the the book itself, it's it's not the same. <laughs> so, we've just been asked to, to talk about that a little bit. Do you have any opening observations on John's account?
1: Well, I think John's account, you know, it it is, um, and I don't remember the exact percentages or whether he covered it, you know, but I mean, it's almost entirely yeah. new material um, versus the other three. And I think it is helpful to realize he's writing for a uh, different purpose. Um, you get a sense of it, you know, I think anytime... You know, John is like kind of really um, helpful in one sense, and that he also kind of sums it all up at the end of his gospel. He's like, look, if there was if everything Jesus did got written down, he's like, there's probably not enough room in all the books in the whole world, so i got to choose some stuff. And he says, these things have been written so that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, and that by believing in him, you might have life in his name. So he tells us, look, this is why I wrote this. So I think you do get this feel from John that he's like, I've got a really clear – Purpose here, a really clear focus. I want I'm I'm going to selectively choose things from Jesus' life that are going to be signs that are going to be um, recorded for the purpose, so that you know, yep, look at this, and I want you to know that Jesus is the Messiah, and you can believe in Him and have life in His name. So, um, and you get, I guess, a different layer of you know, and you might want to speak to this a little bit, but just the theology of it all, you think about how he starts his account. Um, he starts with, of course, you know, uh, in the beginning was the word. And so John's going to take us right back to Genesis, whereas like, you know, as we talked about, you know, Matthew and Luke in particular, they're going to start with the birth of Jesus, you know, the man, you know, Jesus, fully God, fully man. He's. They're starting with kind of the humanity of Jesus. Um, John is going to start with the divinity of Jesus, and he's going to go, Here's right away how this, this whole thing, I mean, Matthew starts with the genealogy, you know, um, birth, human, you know, line of Jesus. John just, in the beginning was the word and like, well, okay, I want you to understand this, Jesus is God. This is a, a, incredibly rich theologically and works through in that first chapter, you know, and he came and he dwelt, he tabernacled among us and he's showing all these allusions to you know, the, the the older testament to the Hebrew scriptures to the creation account, even God's tabernacling being among his people. Hey, this is the word, the one who created all, has come, has moved in. And then he starts working through those distinct signs. And I believe is it seven? I could have it wrong. But he's got his seven signs that you know he's working through that are all building, just going, This is him. Here's the Messiah. He's come. So I think you just have in terms of why is it so different, he's definitely just coming at it from a whole other angle, um, and again, the thing I probably love about John as well is I feel like you feel you feel his personality bleed onto the page a little bit, like Luke, or I mean, they all do to to a certain degree, but I feel like you really feel his heartbeat. You really feel like, um, you know, you just feel this this guy who was there, and he's he was, you know, whereas Luke is documenting eyewitness accounts you feel John's sense of, when you read it, that this is someone who was there, who's been transformed by it, you know, and that the referring to himself as the disciple Jesus loved, it's all, it's so experiential and rich. And I think that's, John's just, to me, it's so different as well, because it feels so personal. That's just my own, observ- you know, feeling when I read it,
0: but I just think you feel that personalness in John as well. That is awesome. I, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I hear that, and I'm like, man, I've got to get into the Gospel of John, which, which wasn't what I was expecting with a synoptic gospel series kind of finishing with like, far out, let's get into the Gospel of John. But but I love that. And I love that, you know, you also drew attention to that moment as John's concluding saying, you know, if, if everything were written about what Jesus did, there wouldn't be enough space in all the world to contain the books. And like you mentioned, I think that's just such a helpful picture when we consider the synoptics along with John, the, the scope of material that these guys are working with and have to choose from as their form their account of the life of Jesus. I, I think that's just a really helpful, uh, really helpful picture. And, and as as you said with with uh, John's account, so much great stuff there. Talking about the sometimes called the Book of Signs. You rep, uh, reference the seven signs throughout John, and and just really the the strength of those theological passages. And one of the sessions we looked at a little bit earlier was the centrality of Christ and the resurrection in all of Scripture. And I think that's something that John really captures, as you mentioned, leading in with those deep uh, so- Central themes of Scripture of who Christ is, um, so yeah. So in a lot of ways, I in my own reading sometimes see uh, see John as the a key point of difference from the Synoptics. As you said, the Synoptics really cataloging the life and ministry of Jesus, Matthew and Luke in particular, and uh, and then John almost gives us the theological implications for our own life. So it's almost like you could can we read, uh, you know, read one of the Synoptics always together with John because it kind of like okay, here's the theology that we take away from this and. allow it to to build and bring formation in our lives so i love that so next thing for me yeah getting into the gospel of john's next on next on my list um so so another question that's come up through obviously with the synoptics we've outlined the the similarities the difference we talked about the the different theories around uh the sources and how that's come to be and one of the questions from one of our listeners was uh just from what do we make of the the differences and the similarities that we do see in the synoptics and i think for some people it can be seen as a as a challenge to overcome but i think it can also be a you know a a rich experience to engage with that tension as well how, how do you kind of see that how how those differences we see in scripture here fit together <laughs>
1: yeah i mean like you said you know that they, they can it's really can be quite a complimentary thing and i think that is the you know there's there's people and you hear all the time that will go oh totally unreliable because there are conflicts in the accounts and there are different details and there's clear um, there, I, I'm blanking on the main word people use for this discrepancies or, what you know, so people will go discount it, write it off. Um, and that's a really common, you know, sort of argument, particularly um, that happens, I think, when you don't actually just read them all the way through. And so I think the differences are actually, um, I, I think, enriching for sure. Um, because they actually are what the, to me the discrepancies you know are they're actually a part of what it gives it reliability. You know, I mean, the only time you get one story about anything that where every detail lines up is in what we would call propaganda. You know, so if you go to North Korea, like the story about everything is gonna have a lot of similar. It's gonna be this is the line, do not deviate. Here's the facts. And that's it, you know. Whereas you feel again the, the humanness. So, the beauty of all the scriptures is that interplay of God's spirit working with human beings and, and what's happening. Um, and, and that interplay, I think we overstep our mark if we try to dissect it too far. Um, so, I think kind of just knowing, like, yeah, if they were going to, if people wanted to make something up this is not how you would have done it. You know, you, you would have gone, no, here it is. And we're all, don't change it. Cause then, you know, it will look unbelievable. It's like, no, 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 this is very a human um, touch in, in all of this and of recording, you know, again, Luke, you know, here's, I I made a, I made a plan here. I wanted to put a detailed account together for Theophilus. And so here's what I came up with. And I talked to everybody, I interviewed them and, um, so I, I just think all of the differences, they enrich it, you know, obviously, and I'm sure you probably would have talked about this, but it's so important to realize the way they told stories and communicate history so different from how we would. Um, so it, it is, we we make a mistake when we try to go, you know, especially the, the modern approach, you know, what modernity brought in the Western world, uh, you know, of, you know, nothing but the facts, if you will, but versus they're not necessarily trying to do a just a factual they're trying to make a, a point as as well. And they're, as we said before, selecting from a life of material um and, and and choosing things. So all those differences I just look at, to me they're they are one of those things that make it more believable. And and obviously when you really investigate them I and you look at what we're not talking about different. It's not like You know, if you get three people who all say, here's the car accident happened like this. No, it happened a little bit like this. No, this is what exactly, you know, you're like, well, one thing I'm confident of, there was a car wreck, you know, like, so I think, you know, I I guess here's, you know, I I love this saying, I think it might've been C.S. Lewis, I can't remember who, but, you know, it's always good to just tribute C.S. Lewis because he pretty much said everything, that guy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, that the gospels are this thing that um, you couldn't make up if you would... So, and you wouldn't make up if you could, like you just, they give it that ring of authenticity, you know, all those things that it's not propaganda, all the details, you wouldn't make the women the witnesses, you wouldn't, you know, that the Messiah would even die, that wouldn't happen, so publicly you wouldn't make that, all the different things that you're like, it's just not how you would do it, like if you were going to make something up, you know, which ultimately I think it, it probably was him who said it because that was part of what brought him as an atheist to, to belief in faith was encountering, you know, wow, like Christ in these gospels in the, in the story
0: yeah I love that that picture and those those series of pictures you brought there and uh, and even as we we get to the end of, of this series and we're we're going to wrap here if you do have any more questions on your mind feel through feel free to send those through and we'll work a way of answering those uh, but but this has been a fun series and really appreciate you bringing your your wisdom experience to that conversation as well and uh, and I hope for everyone that's been listening along that that you've got a new i guess a new framework to engage with the, the gospels and I, and I think the big takeaway from today is Let's get into the Gospel of John, right? <laughs> and uh, and we're going to continue here at True North Online in some different spaces. So stay tuned and keep following the pod.